Hey, everybody. It's Saturday night, midnight for you guys, or Saturday, I should say Sunday for you guys on the East Coast. Uh, 9 o'clock Pacific still here. Uh, welcome to Wrestling Fans Insight post uh, AEW World's End space. Again, we're just kind of trying things out, checking, you know, just trying to do different flavors for the show. Um, but we just finished well, I'd say honestly, it was a mid pay per view. I mean, if I'm being honest, but we'll get into that more. Um, I'm joined here with my co host, John. John, how are you? Ah, doing good. Been a little busy. So sorry for the lack of interactions out there lately, folks. Um, but after the first year, it should get better here and should be back at full force with all my normal nonsense. So, sure. Well, you know, it happens. <laughs> But again, 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 just a quick, you know, want to wish everybody a happy new year. Um, you know, hopefully you guys are getting to enjoy this time. Um, hope 2024 is everything you want it to be. Um, want to just give a quick shout out to uh, Christopher and also Showtime who are, who are listening right now. Um, thank you guys for joining the show. Um, but yeah, let's start it off. So kind of, um, I guess we'll just go over the match results a little bit. Then we can talk a little bit about the card. Um and go match my match. So tonight we had Willow Nightingale started the show off defeating Chris Datlander. Um, and then they had the, the battle Royal, which again, to me, it was kind of like the ring of honor battle Royal for being honest. <laughs> it kill switch won the battle Royal um, hook defeated Wheeler Yuta. And then on the main card, we got um, Claudio, Brian Danielson, Mark Briscoe and Daniel Garcia defeating the Jays. And then Brody King and Roosh. Uh, we got Miro defeating Andrade. We got Tony Storm defeating um, Riho. Then we got Swerve defeating Dustin Rhodes, who was substituting for Keith Lee, who apparently is injured and couldn't pass protocol. Um, then we got Sting, Darby, Jericho, and Sammy defeating the Don Callis family, and then Ricky Starks and Big Bill. And then we got Julia Hart defeating um, Abaddon. We got Adam Copeland defeating Christian, and then we had Killswitch come out to attack Adam Copeland like he was going to cash in his contract um, for the AT&T title shot, similar to Money in the Bank. And then Christian whispered something in his ear, and he got him to give him the contract. And then Christian defeated Adam Copeland, so he's still the TNT champion. Uh, we got Eddie Kingston defeating John Moxley for the Triple Crown Championship. And in the main event, we got Samoa Joe defeating uh, MJF. And then we finally got the reveal of the devil, which it was Adam Cole. And then his henchmen are the kingdom, Roderick Strong, and Wardlow. Uh, so really quick uh, overall thoughts on the pay-per-view that we can go match by match. You really want it? Yeah, I mean, be honest. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, I mean. It, it, it was a mess. And yeah. I'm going to just kind of throw this out there. We're not going to talk about it too much because one, I think it's been blown out of proportion because nobody has any fucking clue what's really going on. But the news of the allegations over Chris Jericho, I think is what kind of killed the mood for the pay-per-view crowd tonight. Um, we saw it and based off of actual fan, I know in the attendance, um, a lot of the people, a lot of the booing that was going on in that Chris Jericho match was actually the fans that were act were the boos going toward the fans acting like a bunch of little assholes is what I found out. So, I mean, at least kind of good on fans for, you know, trying to tell people to mellow out at least the ones with some sense, uh, yeah. but that kind of killed the card. I think, you know, 
it it did take a low blowout. Finding out Keith Lee was injured, so we weren't going to get the match with Swerve Strickland. I thought that was going to be a decent match for the night, and unfortunately, you know, just like any other uh, type of event, card subject to change at any time. That that held true tonight. Overall, I I would say this was probably about maybe a two to a two and a half out of wow. five. All right. Yeah, Damn. I mean, it, it it was a little rough to watch tonight. Um, So, like, again, for me, like, I mean, the honest way I went to the card is, like, I wanted to, because I noticed, like, the last few times I've been, I've been on my phone, you know, because, again, we, we have, we, you know, we, we respond a lot with our followers on X. And so I was kind of like, I want to make sure I'm not on, I want to be on, not on my phone and be on the moment. But I just felt myself bored to death. Like, I was like, I'm going to go on my phone and I'm not going to watch it's just the thing that I feel the First of all, just a quick thing about the Chris Jericho thing. I mean, again, I'm, I'm not afraid. Of, but to me, innocent until proven guilty. The th- and the thing is, too, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in wrestling. So if you're going to condemn him, if you're, again, if without any, with, if you're going if he ends up being condemned you're not, and you're going to condemn him, then you better not ever watch WWE again because Vince McMahon is, has been proven to do this time and time again. That's why he left. He's paid people off. So, if, if, again, and, and it's unfortunate. Like, this is one of those. It's a it's a black eye for pro wrestling. Unfortunately, this it's a very old school mentality of of how you get all, on the card and stuff like that. And again, I'm, and again, I'm I'm not saying Chris Jericho is guilty of anything. It's just it's something that needs to change in pro wrestling. You know, it's 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 something that's been going on for a long time. And it's and again, you can't ignore it as a wrestling fan. And it's not okay just just to um, single one person out. You know, my whole thing about this. And again, no, we don't know anything yet. And just to quickly touch on it. Is if as if as if Nick Hoffman was sitting on this formation for a long time and it turns out to be true, then that's then that's his bad. You know, I I just feel like that's really gross too. Um, but again, I I agree with John. I I think for me, I, I think the big thing I would say is they need next year if they're gonna do the Continental Classic, they need to they need to do like two matches on ramp two matches on on dynamite, two matches on collision, and two matches on rampage. Because I feel like they they dedicated so much to that. And it didn't really give a lot of time to develop these other stories for these other matches, you know. I mean, and again, you can always throw on a lot of good ma- good showings, but the same time for this crowd, they wanted. You could just tell this crowd wanted storylines. This crowd wanted to be invested, and it's a New York crowd, and I feel like they just didn't live up to the crowd, you know. And so um, I also feel they made a mistake with not starting with Adam Copeland. I would have I would have had Adam Copeland and Christian start off the card because again they are veterans. They know how to get a crowd hot, um, and I just feel like having them having and also having them Eddie and Mox and then the main event be back to back to back. That was a lot. That was just a lot to handle. Um, it should have. They should have had them be the starting the, the start. That, that should have opened the show in my in my po- in my point of view, and that would have helped things out a lot better with the crowd. Um, as far as um, as far as you know, what everything else goes, again, I just. I just feel like again, if they would have had more time to build the matches, I think that would have done a lot better. I think the the tag team thing should have been for the tag titles. Um, also, like I said, I I just I would have had I would have just had more time to sell the to sell the matches. I feel like um, they they just they just didn't get to develop the card enough, and so much was donated, so much time was given to the Cardinal Classic, and then even that eight man tag kind of fell fell flat. Another another thing I would have done too is I would have. Um, I would have, I would have moved, I would have moved, I would have moved Hook and um, Wheeler Yuta to the main card, and I would have just had Swerve and Dustin on the on the um, pre-show. Um, did Christopher or Drew? Do you guys want to give your your overall thoughts on the card, and then we can go match by match and talk about it? Go ahead, Christopher. You have your hand up first. 
Um, the matches that I liked tonight was the Miro and Andrade match, the MGF and Samoa Joe match, and, and the Eddie Kingston and John Moxley match. And I thought it was a very good show, in my opinion, towards the end. But so, the middle right. was just it was it was like getting in a fight, man. To me, because I was like, if, if, if Kingston loses and Joe, I'm giving this show a 2.5 2. star. <laughs> yeah. And, and and then then I gave it a four just because of Samoa Joe and Kingston. So so you gave it a four out of five or four out of ten? Four out of five stars, if you want to talk about stars. Okay. But if you want to go out one out of ten, I give it an eight out of ten. All right. And then, Drew, what were your overall thoughts about the show? Then we'll go. we can go match by match. Gotcha. Uh, so overall, I would rate the show a seven out of ten. It just the show to me, it felt a little weird, right? Um, oh, and the the Swerve Strickland uh thing. Um, I mean, I I get putting him in the pre-show with Dustin because it's it's him against Dustin. It, there's no there's no really any build to that, but at the same time, it's like. Is Swerve is probably the hottest, one of the hottest commodities in that company right now. So having him in the buy-in would be kind of criminal. I'm, I'm not gonna lie there. Look, um, in terms of the show overall, like I said, it felt it felt weird. Um, it started out kind of slow. The middle was it was to me it was a, a lot of fluff and it and it picked up towards the end. I think after basically when the the Edge and Christian match happened, that's when the show really started to pick up towards the end. Um, like I said, a lot of the the stuff in the middle, um, it was kind of fluff. I think as well, like the 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 Jericho thing. I think kind of just. It put a damper on the pay-per-view overall. I think it, you know, it kind of deflated, you know, some of the card. You know, luckily, you know, the the, the last couple of matches really delivered and the, and the closing angle delivered. And that's probably what we're going to, you know, remember from the show. But I don't know. It just and, and the match itself, the, the the match with Jericho and them, the match itself, it just felt clunky. It felt like there was something going on there. It felt like some people weren't on the same page. It, you know, I don't know what's going on there. It, it just felt like a like a mess. And he, I think even Jericho, you know, you, you could kind of tell he wasn't he wasn't really himself. But that's just me. That's just me, like, kind of just observing the body language and stuff like that. So, overall, it was not their best. I wouldn't say it was their worst. I mean, it it, it's, it, it was still above, you know, I think All Out 2020, which was the one where we had, you know, Matt Hardy in the concussion or, or you know, or maybe Revolution, that closing angle. With, with the with the barbed wire death match, but like I said, it wasn't bad. It was it was solid. It it you know it delivered, but it could have been way better, in my opinion. Now, do you do you, do you think it would have been better if they would have had Adam Copeland and Christian open the show? If they opened it, um, 
So, uh, maybe. Um, because, yeah, if you open the show with them, the crowd would have been hot from the start. Yeah. So what I would have probably done is I probably would have put, you know, the Edge and Christian um, to start the show. I would have put Moxley and uh, Eddie Kingston in the middle just so the crowd doesn't die down too much and then have the closing angle with the with MJF and, and the devil reveal. Or you can, or honestly, start <laughs> off with Eddie Kingston and Moxley. But like one, but either, like, but one of those, one of those, either one of those two big matches should have started the show off, right? Like that's how I feel. Yeah, too. yeah, it works. It, it it'll work either way. I mean, people are not gonna, they're they're not gonna fall asleep with uh, with Kingston and Mox. They're not, or or Edge and Christian, because those are the big three. Those are the big three matches that basically sold the show. Everything else was kind of, you know, it was kind of put together last minute or, you know, the storyline didn't have that much heat into it. So, I mean, yeah, I will say that the match, the match order or the card order could have been a little bit better. Um, But, um, yeah, no, sticking that Jericho match in the middle of the show, uh, I mean, honestly, I would have done it a little bit sooner. Just get that out of the way. And just move on with the show. Yeah. But um, yeah, like I said, I mean, the show, you know, felt kind of off. But I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible. It was pretty solid. I'll say but that. Did, did, but did, did it live up to your expectations? I would say that, right? Oh, man. I don't think it lived up to my expect- expectations in the sense of what we saw of the previous two pay-per-views. Right. I think the previous two pay-per-views were stronger than this one. And um, and like I said, I don't I don't know if it's I don't know if it's just me. I don't know. You guys can chime in. But every time AEW has a pay-per-view there, I don't know if there's an agenda out there or something like that. But every time they have a pay-per-view, we always get some big controversial news or some dirt it's like i don't know it's like the it's like the dirt she just oh we we uh uh aw pay-per-views this weekend okay let's get the dirt out like i don't know it just seems very odd that every time they have a pay-per-view on the either the day before or the day of something leaks out or something starts you know circling the webs and then all of a sudden it's like you know all the people are looking you know, hyped up for, you know, for the card or whatever, 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 just like kind of like, okay, you know, so I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I'll check out the post-show media scrum, but uh, yeah, those are just my thoughts. So right. So right there is my, so right there is, is kind of like my question for you. Um, Do you think they should quit doing the post, the post, the post-show media scrums? Cause I feel like that's a big problem right there is that people want to see if they can get dirt with them. And also I I just feel like they don't really do anything with these media scrums. I I, Tony's, you know, if he gets asked about Jericho, he's not going to, he's not going to answer it. And also I don't think everyone's going to be, anyone's going to be that ballsy because I don't think they want to lose access to AEW. So do you think that, to counter your point, do you think they should just cancel the yeah. media scrums? No. No, I will say this. No. The reason why I say this is because it's it's the media scrum isn't the problem itself. 
it's how you handle the media scrum, right? So if let's say if um if they're gonna ask a question about Jericho or whatever, whatever, right? Before the media scrum starts, notify the people in the room that those type of questions will not be allowed. You gotta you gotta know how to mediate the situation in terms of media scrums, right? Because I don't think the media scrums are the problem. I mean, the media scrums, honestly, if if served right, um, you know, it, you know, gives more detail on certain statuses of the wrestlers or, or things that people might have not known or, you know, or just, you know, the wrestlers' reactions or whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they're completely useless. Um, and plus, Tony Khan wants to move to a sports-based presentation. And if you look at the UFC, if you look at boxing events, they always have post-show, you know, media scrums and, and, and face-offs and, and all that other jazz. So I think it's part of – I think it lends to part of the presentation. It's just – like I said, it's how you mediate, how you control the room in those situations. So, um, I mean, that's just, that's only, honestly just my thoughts. Uh, but I, like I said, I don't think they harm anything. I don't think they, you know, do much of anything. It's just how you control it, you know? Anyone else have an opinion about that? Do you think they should stop the media scrums? Anyone else in the room? And again, if you're if you're in the room, if you want to get mic requests, uh, feel free to request the mic. Well, let me chime in real quick. Sure, I I agree with Drew. Um, one of my biggest gripes you've you and Brian have heard this on previous recordings we've done in the past. My problem with some of these media scrums is I don't think they lay down some of the ground rules to some of these guys that will ask the questions. And now the more than ever infamous Nick Cosman is one of those examples I like to use because one, I already think he's a moron long before what's happened today, but you know, he's asking questions that really have no business being in the media scrums when it comes to media scrums, post-conference, whatever the hell you want to call them. For me, those types of events really need to, you should be asking questions, something like, you know, okay, who do you see next as your challenger or what's next for you moving on, you know, or, you know, ask very basic questions. But when you sit here and try to get dirt behind the scenes or getting into personal stories, those are off limits. And that's should always be the key when it, when it comes to any event like that. Chris, did you want to chime in? Okay. Chris, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, Sage, don't pay a little, get a lot. NVStream702.com, the only place you should ever watch anything. Uh, no, I don't want to chime in. And uh, the uh, Dana White uh, press uh, scrums were always fun to me uh, in the UFC. I confess, not only did I not watch the AEW press scrum, but I didn't watch the show tonight. So I'm going to uh, save you some time, don't. <laughs> that, that, that was my i you know i did my homework on wednesday and i tried to find the space and i couldn't and uh and uh then uh 
you know, I didn't come prepared tonight and, uh, you, you say, you say don't. So I'll, I'll heed your advice. There's, there's nothing worth watching. Well, you know, I usually give a generous review of most pay-per-views and try to have open thoughts. And like I told, I almost Car went to it in person. Like I'm, I'm kind of, yeah. Like I told Carlos, this did not impress me tonight. In fact, I, I hate to say it, but I know, I think it was true that mentioned this wasn't their worst. No, I, I, I'm going to say it. This was their worst pay-per-view event ever. No, I'm sorry to hear that. I have a question for the room really quick. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Would you guys have been again? I, Cause I've been, I'm in a group chat and we, where we do predictions and stuff like that. Would you guys have been okay if they would have inserted Swerve into the main event? He would have went and he would have walked out as the world champion. Not yet. I don't. Yeah. I'd, I'd build Swerve. Well, I, I, I want to build him up for next yeah. year. Okay. Yeah. Just, mm -hmm. just a random question. Again, because for me, like I'm like I'm I'm like just go for it. But again, I, again, I just want to get your guy the rooms feel about that, you know. Um, so you think he still needs to be built up some more? Yeah. So for yeah, me, it's like it's like it's like basically making cookies, right? You don't want to take the cookies out when you know the cookie dough is still not you know made and baked. You know, like what I'm that saying? raw cookie dough. That's not good. exactly. You have yeah, to. Yeah, that, that, I'll, I'll get salmonella. I'll, I'll risk it. I'm ready to to die for some <laughs> yep. cookie dough that's still raw. Oh. Oh man, but no, like I said, you have to keep him at a steady pace and you have to make sure that you know the temperature is just right. They have to get the timing right on Swerve. So, how about how about if good? Sorry, they, they cannot fumble if they do it too early. Um, I don't know, it, just, it, it, it might not feel right, it might feel a little bit too forced. It might have been like, okay, he, he he's the hot hand right now, let's let's put the the belt on him right away. I don't think that I don't think that's a it's not a recipe for disaster, but it's not necessarily a recipe for the best possible outcome. I think they have to do it when the timing is absolutely right. And I think that what what I see is Samoa Joe, he's gonna hold that championship, I'ma say, I'ma say three months. Let's say three months. Maybe they stretch it out to all in. I don't know. Or maybe it's Joe and then maybe Adam Cole later on. But I see Joe be, kind of being that transitional champion and then having Swerve um, basically take the championship off of Joe. Um, but like I said, with Swerve, you got you to gotta take your time with Swerve. You can't, you know, you can't do it too early. You, you can't do it too late. It's it's just all about the right time because he's he's hot right now. You just got you just gotta keep building him. Just keep building him. So how about scenario number two? How about if you would have challenged Orn Cassidy for the for the international championship and would have won that? No, no. Oh no? Okay. That is that is no, that is beneath him right now. At this it's beneath point, him. Right. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> it, that championship Orange Cassidy hasn't done that much. His second run has been okay at best his first one was excellent the way he lost it excellent his second run no and i think swerve i think swerve is he's 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 over that he's 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 too i think he's too big for that title right now that title it has it doesn't really have that much prestige right now you know what i'm saying like it it, it doesn't i mean 
Orange Cassidy, what's the lineage of that title? It's Orange Cassidy. It was Mox for like a week. Um, who else? I can't even remember who. Who the it original, was? It was uh, Pac, right? Pac was, was the first, right? It was Pac first. Pac. Okay. Cassidy. Where's Pac? And, and, <laughs> I don't, I don't and he's injured, and then it, and then it was Moxley, then it was um, Ray Phoenix, and then and then uh, Orange Cassidy. Oh, Ray Phoenix for like a week or two. Yeah. But you you get what I mean. It's it, it's. I mean, it'd be right now. The TNT title has more prestige right now. If you were to tell me, oh, he might chance for the TNT title, I might be like, okay, well, he can use the TNT title right now to solidify him as a top guy or near, you know, the top of the card, and then have and then have him use the TNT title as I want to say a stepping stone but as a way to get to that World Heavyweight Championship later on in 2024. Now, that would be that would make a little bit more sense. But any other title at this point is, is beneath him. And, you, and, and do you feel like, because I feel the same way too, do you feel like, do you feel like if he would have won the Ring of Honor title, that was beneath him too? Yes. Ring of, Ring of Honor right now is, it's, it's kind of non-existent. It's right now the only titles that they're using for Ring of Honor that you see on TV is you know the tag titles, but they're using that as a vehicle to further storyline. They're not using that as a vehicle to add prestige to the titles them, themselves. So no, that would that would be beneath him. And, and, and again, I appreciate that because that's what, something we were talking about in our space yesterday because people were like, you know, Swerve should have won this. And it's like, no, because being Ring of Honor champ or and, the you know, and the New Japan strong champ is beneath them. Like if he's going to do it, it needs to be the AEW World Championship. Yeah, the com- Ring of Honor is dead right now. It's it's I mean, I mean, they I checked them out this week. They do have a couple of things going on. I, I particularly like the Athena Billy, Athena Billy Starks. Um, story or whatever they're doing over there because i know they're high on billy starts and they're building her up to be the i don't know whether it's the second coming to bailey or or whatever but they're they're putting a lot of stock into her but besides that i mean ring of honor is not it's 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 still pretty pretty dead i mean unless they get a a streaming deal or maybe they get some type of exclusive deal somewhere um, yeah, I don't see much stock in Ring of Honor right now. Does anyone else want to chime in on your general thoughts before we go down card match by match? Um, anyone have any general thoughts or want to chime in on Swerve? Go ahead, Christopher. Oh, man, Swerve is a great wrestler, man. Love that dude, man. I'm telling you. Works his ass off, I'm telling you, man. I'm just, I just, I would love, that would be, I mean, the thing that everybody says, you never, the freaking, I don't know if everybody watches them on here, the, they do that knowledge thing with the Roman Reigns thing, but I just, I just wish they could say it. No, it's worth Strickland, you know, but that's just what I'm just saying. But And I, I, I do think it is kind of with the who's house, you know, that is, that is a kind of acknowledgement, you know. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Leroy. I like that. Oh, I didn't want to cut off him, you know. I don't want to cut off Chris. 
Uh, in all general talk, I'm going to say this as a wrestler, as a performer. I hate when shit don't break, bro. I hate when shit don't break. <laughs> I just fucking hate that guy. That shit pisses me off. I ain't going to hold you. You talking about the flaming table? Yeah, I hate when shit don't break. Oh, this yeah, is, I saw that. I was like, damn, that's brutal. And this, it, not only just not, not just the table, but like when shit like pulls a break, that's just, I, that's nothing frustrating. Like, I, I, I hate that shit. I know Joey hates that shit. I know anybody that does any kinds of hardcore matches, when you're yeah. about to put somebody through a fucking, a door or chair, or not door, not a chair, but you about to do a door spot, or you about to do a table spot or whatever, and you about to throw somebody in and you don't fucking break, you just be like, oh, God, man. fucking damn it. No, did you see, did you see they were having uh, trouble uh, starting the, igniting the, the fire again? <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh man, I was like, I was like, no, no, please, just, no. I, I hate that shit too, bro, like, as somebody who dabbles in hardcore wrestling and I dabble in fucking street fights and shit, uh, I fucking hate when that shit happens. Just in general. Luckily, luckily they, they fucking, I'm big enough where they will, that shit will break. Cause I have been in the ring where my fucking threw me through a, a chair or a door. No, I think it was a door. This just didn't fucking break. And I got mad. I just fucking. I fucking sold the shit out of my shit. Don't get me wrong. I still want to sell it. I sold the shit, but even after I sell the shit, I was just like, was fucking got the chair. And I'm like, you got damn it, chair. Fucking got damn it. <laughs> be open. You should be kicking shit. You should be kicking the door. You should be like, get open. And then it'd be like, chairing for more than the door to break and shit. Like yeah, it would have meant it would have meant more if he would have went through the table and broke it than lighting it back on fire and then missing. Like that was just yeah, I agree. Christopher, did you have something else to say real quick? Uh, you know, you had your hand up shortly, briefly. Yeah, like I was talking about, you know, Swerve. His match, it was just not my cup of tea tonight with Dustin Rose, but I still happy that he won. But like with what he needs, I think is the AEW World Title probably in six months or a year. But that's just my opinion. But clearly, and go ahead, Drew. Oh, uh, so Christopher. So, yeah, I mean, the match itself. I mean, it was it was good. It was it was. I mean, you could deem it a dynamite match. Um, but just you, you just gotta know that they probably did probably put that together last minute. Um, and also, uh, also I also have a question for the room. What what are your thoughts on like reporters like Nick Hausman? Like I, I I don't know. I just I feel like he always has some type of agenda. I don't know or some type of bias. I, I don't know. Like it's, I, it's always him though. It's it's always either him or maybe someone even like Meltzer. But it's always he's the focal point. I don't know. You know I I feel like I. I, I I feel like Sean. I feel like Sean Ross Sapp gets too much heat from people. I think he's a very fair journalist. Um, and yeah, so, it's, it, Sean, Sean Ross Sapp is pretty neutral. He always yeah. tries to vet his sources. He always tries to come clean when it comes to when it comes to his reporting. I think he even went to school for journalism. So he, so he's probably to me, he's probably the most credible out of everybody. It'd probably be that 
probably Body Slam and uh, PW Torch. But other than that. And then also like Matt Man too. I, I like Andrew Zarian because let me call He's like, I'm not a journalist, dude. I'm just somebody who likes wrestling and who gets scoops. Like, you know, I like him a lot too. Yeah, Zarian, yep. Zarian's great. Um, I think, again, for me, I just, I think there's, I think, again, we're, we as fans think we know everything, but we don't. I think there's, I think like with wrestling, you know, unfortunately there's a lot of dark stuff that goes on behind the scenes that, you know, and again, I probably don't want to know things because I just, I don't want to have that ruined for me. And I feel like, Again, this information, again, I think that unfortunately this kind of stuff happens and I'm not condoning. I'm not I'm not saying it's okay, you know, and things like that. But um, the same time, like if someone gets paid off, then they're getting paid off to keep them be quiet. And I just feel like this is something that I think that those people that have that have access, they know these kind of things, these kind of things are happening backstage. And I think to bring it up now, I think it's tacky. I think he's he's doing it out of out of resentment. Now that CM Punk's not there in AEW no more, or maybe they they refuse to give him access. Now he's now he's um now now he's he's um retaliating against them, you know, because before, you know, when he's front and center in these scrums, he never had an issue. But now, you know, and again, why didn't he bring this up a year ago when Jericho Jericho's been at every media scrum, you know, why has he never brought it up before? You know, he's bringing it up because he, he has a vendetta now. And that to me, it's just to me, it makes him just as bad, you know, and again. It makes him just as bad if he had all this information, but now he's just using it because he has a vendetta against AEW. It's it's vile to me. That's just as vile. Keeping, but again, it's I think these are these are just unseen. These are unknown things that we don't know about. Just like you know, you see all these like all these drug problems and things going on, and just wrestlers sleep with each other, and it's just things that quite, quite frankly. Some I don't want to know that stuff. Like again, that again, maybe where we should want to keep kayfabe alive a little bit, you know? Because I just think there's a lot of dark things of how people get pushes and stuff like that. Again, I just, I just to me, it was just very, it was very bad on his part. I think because it's not like he didn't just know this, you know. And comparing him to again, he just totally <coughs> comparing to Harvey Weinstein without, without you know, it, again, it's like it's just I just thought it was really bad. And again, it obviously has an agenda because now, you know, a year ago he was sitting front and center, you know, all out. And now that ACM Punk's not in AEW no more, maybe maybe he did it for CM Punk. You know, it's like it's just tacky all around, if you ask me. Well, and wow. Nick Hosman, I'm sorry, he committed the biggest suicide move right here because to Carlos's point, if he's actually had this correct 100% with what he's allegating at Chris Jericho, He's going to get a shit ton of heat for holding back information. However, on the other side, if what it is is allegations and nothing true and he has nothing, he's really just made himself look like the biggest jackass in the world. So, But again, I've already stated my feelings about Nick Hausman. I think he's an idiot. He's a moron. He should not be allowed at any media scrums. He's not a journalist whatsoever. So, yeah, I think I got everything off my chest now. <laughs> and also, just you know, I mean, just from observing again, I don't know Kylie Ray. I guess none of us know these people, but to me, she seems like somebody who she's she's had a lot of issues with her mental health. And again, her I'm a mental health advocate, but I just feel like um, you know she's she's come and gone through a lot of different wrestling organizations. And for me, I just I wouldn't I wouldn't be laying lying my sword with her just because I feel like. She and again, she has the right for her own mental health to do what she wants, but she's just she's come and gone from so many different places because she hasn't felt her mental health hasn't been there. So to me, I just I wouldn't be lying my sword on that as a source. And I'm just and again, I don't want to go there and rip somebody apart because I don't know the truth or anything like that. But just from my what I've seen, how many different 
how many different places she's been at. She's literally been every every wrestling organization and's left because she just didn't, couldn't feel it no more. I again, I just. I, I just wouldn't be rolling. I just wouldn't be running with this story. Christopher, well, go, go well, hang, on. hang on. Before we go to Christopher, um, the one thing I do want to point out to you folks, please don't be quick to take either side and don't take sides, period. Because, again, nobody has any facts on any of this. Um, a few people have posted many a times, Kylie Ray's never mentioned AEW's ever done her wrong on her departure either so um, and I think that's a lot of bad on most of the IWC that's already went ahead and taken the sides on whether they're for Jericho or for Kylie Ray Kylie Ray's never came out and accused Jericho of anything so um, please keep that in thought when you kind of start digging a little more into this so. And also, like liking to post isn't a validation of oh, I agree with you know. It could just be I like what they said in general. You know, say like a lot of posts like this not is not a you know. It's like no. I have I I have noties and I don't sometimes I don't I didn't get me I should more, but I just go and like their stuff because that's what we do to help each other grow. You know, it's like and so again, just don't. It's just like chill out, guys. It's like uh, go ahead, Christopher, then go, Drew. Oh, I can't stand that dude, Nick Halsman. He was the one that. Caused that thing with the Colt Cabana thing with CM Punk, right? Yes, he did. Yes. Yeah. So I, I can't, I can't stand that dude. I just can't. Go ahead, Drew. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, to reiterate, like, 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 um, some of you said, we don't know what happened there. For if anything, like at this point, like, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes either way. Um, I mean, we've seen shocking things in wrestling, so it's like, like I said, I'm staying neutral. Um, you know, like, so it's like, like I said, we don't know everything. Uh, we don't know any, anything, honestly, we don't know what happened. Um, he could be guilty, could not be guilty. You know, it could, it could just be fake. Maybe, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know Kylie Ray. I don't know. Supposedly she has, you know. I guess mental issues. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with that. I don't know. Um, but um, I will say, uh, what's it called? Um, I had I had it right here on top of my tongue. Give me one second. Um, Yikes. Hold up. Let me let me get back to y'all. Let me get back to y'all. Sure. And if anyone else, again, if you guys want to talk of like if you have any last thoughts on this, because I really just want to talk about the car tonight. You know, I don't again, I don't want to be talking about the wrestling journalists the rest of the night. I don't mean again. And like you guys, like we just said, like we got to remember X is a, a place of engagement now and people are looking to get likes and looking to get engagement because they're looking to get monetized. So I just I want to like leave it at that. that. This is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about how fucking this little off kilter. Um, how the fuck? Okay, so <sighs> this is this is. I was watching a lot of wrestling, so the mind is like all over the place. How the hell is see dice popping up on? Circle six, I saw right, and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of a good move." 
Then I saw my former rival, Adam Priest. <laughs> this motherfucker gets in the ring. And he says, you know, he said, you know what? He says on Twitter, he's like, I don't want no glass. I was like, bro, you just entered the deathmatch tournament. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> this motherfucker gets mad and leaves. I was like, bro, you, how you going to enter a tournament and then you going to leave? I just don't get it. Or well, he didn't leave the match, match, but he left the fucking, and it was like, oh, let me get a door. I was like. Yeah, I remember what I was going to say now. Go ahead, Drew. Go ahead. So, uh, Back to the uh, Jericho thing. Like I said, um, we don't know what happened. Um, it, supposedly, it's it's what uh, sexual harassment or something like that um, within the workplace or whatever. I don't know if it was within a whatever. But um, what I do know about that term, since I took like you know management courses and stuff like that, is stuff like that can be. It can be you know. It could it could come from you know something as minuscule as a joke to something bigger than you know what I'm saying. So um, I don't know. Like I said, we don't know if we don't know what happened. Um, but like I said, uh, when it comes to like sexual harassment, I mean, like I said, you can be in a workplace, you can crack maybe a a, a dark humorous joke with your friend, and someone can hear that they can legally say to HR that they were harassed. Like that's how, that's how minuscule, that's how small, you know, something like that could be. So I don't know. That's just my thoughts, but yeah. All right. And again, and again, the, the thing was that they said that she, that she went to his hotel room and there's supposed to be more people there and that, and then and when she got there, she, he was the only one there and he made a pass on her. And he, but again, the same time for me, like, again, being LGBTQ and stuff like that too, like I don't put myself in situations where I'm in, or I can be in danger with somebody because they can say anything and it's my word against theirs. And so I've always just been really aware of that, like to like, make sure that like, I don't go putting myself in situations where I might have someone say something about me, like I try to harass them or something like that, just because it's such a, such an easy thing to do, you know? So just in general, like always be aware of where you're going. I would never go meet someone in their hotel room. I do it in a public open place. Just always protect yourself because at the end of the day, it's always going to be your word against somebody else's. And that's just being smart. Also, you know, I think the thing to remember about all these wrestlers too, is just remember that we don't know who they are, you know, like all these things coming out with like Hogan and things like that. So just, don't be so quick to to like to ch- champion these guys, and it's, it's just a joke because we never know what's going to come out, and you don't want to be you know eating eating it later on. So just be careful of of you know championing guys that we really at the end don't know about. You know, love them for their characters more than for the person. I would say. Um, with that said, um, on the card tonight we had Willow Nightingale defeating Chris Statlander. Um, did anybody have any thoughts about that matchup at all? Um, I just, I, I again, I think Chris is eventually going heel, and I wish there would have been some more, more, uh, more follow up. I do love Stokely Hathaway on on commentary. I think he should be on AEW more and not just be on Ring of Honor where they're not even utilizing him every week. Um, did any of you guys have any thoughts about that match? Um, I'll start. I thought it was a decent match, but there was three moments there where you could definitely tell it could have really been terrible because botches. Yeah. Those botches were 
I think what kind of started the kill of the crowd because you know it it definitely could have been executed much better. Other than that, I think I I'd say their match wasn't really all that bad, to be honest. Yeah, for me, like I would again, I would have they're both hometown girls, and so for me, I would have started probably with the battle royal. Um just to ease them because they probably went in their extra hype, you know, wanting to to steal the show. And I mean, again, that's a lot of times where these botches can happen. But again, I'm not, but again, kudos for letting the women start it off too. Again, that's not a bad thing either. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was an okay match. I'm just, and again, for me, I'm just looking to see where they go from here with that. Um, anyone else have any thoughts when we move on to the next match? Go ahead, Christopher. Well, Landon Gill fences, uh, Christian Winter's match was just fine for what it was, in my opinion. So the next matchup we had was the um, Battle Royal. Again, we didn't know any. We didn't know any of the participants. Again, this is the one match I got wrong with my 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 uh, my picks because I got, I thought maybe we get a debut here. Um, for me, if I would call this the Ring of Honor Invitational, and again, it's not. And I'm not trying to dong a Ring of Honor, but besides, I think besides Danhausen and uh, and Killswitch, every person that was in this Battle Royal has been featured on Ring of Honor in the last six months. And to me, like, if you're going to do this kind of battle royal, I would have liked to seen, like, the homegrown, homegrown guys, the acclaimed in it. Why not, you know, I would have liked to seen, like, you know, FTR, uh, Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, um, you know, Preston Vance. Um, you know, again, I want to see the hometown guys in there, like like um, John Silver and, and Alex Reynolds. But to me, I would have just liked to have seen more top stars in this because, again – to echo what Drew said, like the TNT titles is second most cha- second most important championship in this company. And if you're going for a shot where again you can take you can get the shot anytime, like we saw later in the card, you know, you're pretty much guaranteed to be the new champion. So why why wouldn't there be more of a star power in this match? And again, for me, this is one thing I hope to see Tony Khan change in 2024 is I hope to just see him not worried about protecting guys' wins and loss records. And again, it's a battle royal, so who cares if somebody takes a loss? I just wish it, I just feel like it was a really lacking star power. Um, anyone else want to share on that? I'll say that uh, in the battle royal, I understand what uh, kill switch one. At first, I was like, oh, man, I wanted somebody else to win. But then I understood the story of what they were trying to do later on. I was like, oh, okay. Because they had him win. I was like, oh, they must. It, my immediate, my wrestler brain stepped on. I was like, first I was a fan. I was like, oh, man, I wanted like somebody else to win. Like maybe like Trenton to win and shit. But then when he won, like quick kill switch won. It immediately switched on. I'm like, oh, they must going to play this into the story later on at night. Or, or maybe the next uh, collision or dynamite or whatever. So immediately I just switched it on and I was like, yo, I think I'm going to play something to it. So so I understood what it was done and stuff. But yeah, but like, yeah, it's it's something. Uh, for me, I don't even say it was Ring of Honor people. I just think if you was going to do, you're going to have people that was on Ring of Honor and stuff. But if that's the case, I would have had guys that's currently on Ring of Honor. Because I would have had the infantry, I would have had Iron Savages, I would have had the fucking Outrunners, I would have had the War Horsemen, I would have had LFI there, I would have had all these people out there. But now I know what it was. I just, you know, 
is what it is. I agree that was bad. You know, Carlos. Man, I hope they sign the Outrunners. Love them. I love the Outrunners too. They're one of my favorite wrestling acts. Yeah, they're great. I heard. So this is just. So I'm not gonna say yay or nay, but I heard they are like in a per appearance deal. Uh. Um. I don't know what tier. There's obviously different tiers, but I. That's what I heard. So they get to do that in OVW. So, you know, for those who be like, yo, who, who's on OVW? The Outrunners are on OVW. And soon, that man will be on OVW. Mm-hmm. Um, no, they better know, be so, down. You know, I, I, I personally want to see FTR and the Outrunners. That, that would be like an old school classic right there. I want to see. I need to see the Outrunners. I need to see FTR, and I need to see the uh, Iron Savages. I like a triple threat tag team match. I don't know. I just need to see that shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those are the those. That's the thing I would say. If you're looking for, if you ever want to watch OVW, watch that man and the Outrunners. Anyway, right. yeah, that's good too. So, uh, go ahead, Christopher. Yeah, this is a good match. Um, you know, I was going to go for Shelton Benjamin. I thought he was going to yeah. do whatever, but I was going for Lance Archer by the time, you know, it started and then, you know, it was kill switch. So yeah, storytelling wise, it was good. But in my, in my opinion, Lance Archer should have won that, you know, something new, something fresh, but the story made sense. So. And just echo what Lee Rice. As soon as as soon as Kill Switch won, I knew again. I'm like Adam Copeland's winning the title tonight, so I knew they were just building the next competitor. Um, so the next matchup we had was Hook and Wheeler Yuta. Um, this match was good for me. The one thing is is it should have been for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. And again, if you don't think if you think Hook rather do that than have him win, but like I said yesterday on, on our other show, it obviously just shows that. Tony Khan thinks that Ring of Honor is beneath Hook, so why wouldn't he? Because or else, why wouldn't he have that title on the line? Um, so I thought it was an it was an okay match. Again, I just to me, I was a little sad that the crowd wasn't more into it, especially with Hook being the hometown guy. Um, but the right person won. I, I like Wheeler Yuta. I know some people find him cringe on the mic. I enjoy his work. Um, anyone else have any thoughts about this one? Oh, ahead, I, I like it. I like that they fucking gave him my time. And 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 like I I feel like he felt that from his soul. Like he was like I don't even I don't even fucking like Long Island. <laughs> he heard that shit from his soul. He's like I don't even. This is not even the fucking favorite part of uh, New York. Fucking Staten Island is way better than you. That shit he do. <laughs> that was hilarious. But that's in his soul. Even though he's not the best migrant, I just like stick him in places like he's a Northeast guy. Stick him in places where he. The best thing, and I'll say this for me as a person who was an Eagle fan, uh, when you stick me in Dallas, I'm automatically here. I can't be a baby face in Dallas. I like the city. Don't get me wrong. It's a nice city, but like I, I like to talk shit about Dallas and any other rival team or place that I like. And that's what you do with Northeast people. He's a Northeast guy. He's a Philadelphia guy. We're obviously from different, different places. But yeah, stick guys like us in places that we can't stand. Those are the best authentic promos. I don't think he was forcing nothing. I think he was like, "Yeah, I don't like starting Land Long Island. Staten Island is, is the better part. I don't even like that shit." He should have said, "Like, hey, yo, Philadelphia is the best place in the world, and I don't even like being here." 
So, go ahead, Christopher. Um, so yeah, the Hook Fitz and Wheeler Yuta match was decent. I thought it was decent, but carry on. All right, so now for the main card, again, the show opened up with the, with the the BCC Claudio and, and Danielson, um, Mark Briscoe, Daniel Garcia versus the Jays, Roosh, and Brody King. Like I already said, I wouldn't I wouldn't have had this I wouldn't have had this match open the card again. I would have had, I would have gone with with um, Edge and Christian or Adam Copeland and Christian. Um, it was a good match for me. I guess I wanted to see now. I want to for me. I personally just want to see we um, Daniel Garcia. Joined the BCC, um, turn going face again. The crowd's behind him, you know, and you kind of saw the acknowledgement with Danielson at the end. Um, again, it was it was a good match. Again, it wasn't to me. It wasn't worthy of an opening match where you're trying to get the crowd hot. It just kind of felt like to me. It felt like a main event for Dynamite, if I'm being honest, you know. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay my sword on that out there. If anyone, if anyone else wants to talk about this matchup, go ahead, um, raise your hand, and you can speak. Go ahead, Christopher. It was a decent match, but like you know, like you were saying, you know, the beginning, you know, they could have done Adam Copeland and Christian, but it was it was decent in my opinion. Go ahead, Swamp Thing. I just have one question to ask because. Honestly, I was enjoying the storyline between MJF and Adam Cole being like that, like like the back and forth between Roderick Strong and, and MJF. I was enjoying all that. But my thing is, Tony Khan had gold with Adam Cole and MJF. And my thing is, I'm not quite understanding why he pulled the trigger on that tonight and and revealed Adam Cole because I, I thought that he had a chance to make a lot of money with Adam Cole and MJF and continuing to keep that going. So I wanted to get y'all's thoughts on that because I can't really quite understand why he did it. Well, are, are you going to be sticking around for a little bit or are you, do you have to go? I'm going to be in here for a while. So can we talk about it at the end? Is that okay with you? We'll we'll get to the main event. We're gonna kind of just go through the card. We'll get to that and at, the, at towards the end. Is that cool? Yes, sir. I'm sorry. I just jumped in, so I didn't really know what y'all was talking about. My bad. No, you're good. And, and again, because there's some things I want to talk about that too. So we're just gonna go match. And again, if, if you don't want to talk, we can get to it very quickly. But like, yeah, we'll just we're just kind of going match by match right now, and then we'll talk about know, the main can, event. We can, we can wait till the end. That's fine. Sounds good. Man. I appreciate you. Um, and no problem. Anyone else have any thoughts about this one? Again, we can get to the next matchup. Um, going once, going twice. Well, All right. yeah, Go. it, it was just a filler match. There was, yeah. there was just no reason for it to be on this. And again, Tony Khan, just because you have six hours to use, you don't, <laughs> you, you don't need to use six hours. Less, less can be more sometimes. Yeah. Go ahead, Christopher. One last. Go ahead, Christopher. I was just happy because Daniel Garcia picked up the win. That's why I was happy. I thought it was good. So. And again, and again, I and again, I think these guys all did a good job. They deserve to be on the card. And again, that's right for me. Maybe next year you kind of build maybe where there's one-on-one matches with these guys, and there's some blood feuds. Maybe the guy goes to settle the score against somebody who they lost to in the Continental Classic. Again, I think these guys deserve to be on the card. I just think there could have been a better utilization. And again, for me, it just not. Op- 
I think opening the show with this match was just the wrong decision. Um, so next one, we got Miro defeating Andrade um, to kind of go off of what, what um, Drew was saying earlier. Again, the news being released that Andrade is leaving, probably going back to WWE as soon as Monday. Again, it just it may, it let me know that Andra- that Miro was going to win this match. Um, I thought it was a good match. And, and again, for me, like, honestly, just my two cents is I will not be rooting for, for Andrade in WWE because I feel like he's doing AEW dirty. I feel like he should have worked. I feel like he should have worked out to his end of his contract. Um, I feel like, you know, asking that again, cause it, I mean, and again, we don't know everything. So let's just, but it just sounds like he's getting out early of his contract. Um, you know, where Tony Khan could have added more time to it. He didn't with him being injured. I just think, I think Tony Khan did everything he could to get him to get, to make him happy and even offering to let him go work with CMLL. Um, and I just feel like he's leaving them kind of high and dry after being given a good a good spot. So again, if he wants to go be with Charlotte, I get it. I, I respect that. Um, but I, I personally will not be cheering for the guy in WWE because I feel like he did AEW dirty. Um, anyone else? John, do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah. I mean, I first and foremost, I thought this was actually a pretty stellar match despite the situation with Andrade. I thought they did a really good job with having CJ Perry turn on Andrade as well. So, um, no, I, I, to be honest, I think this was probably the flawless match of the night out of all of them. No, and again, it's a good match, and there's nothing wrong with knowing who's going to win. And, and again, and Andrade did business going out the door. But again, like I just, I just stand by what I said. Uh, Christopher, do you have any thoughts? Yes. Um, this was one of the matches, like I told you, that I liked. So I loved it, man. I really did. I thought it was a banger match, in my opinion. But that's just my thoughts on that. Anyone else have any thoughts about this match? I agree with you 100%. I think he's doing uh, a we're talking about the six-man... Let, 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 let Swamp Thing talk first, Leroy, and then go ahead. We're talking about the Miro versus Andrade match. Go ahead, Swamp Thing. I agree with you 100%. I personally think he's doing WWE dirty. But, I mean... Well, that was actually thing, Carlos that said that. <laughs> oh, well. I mean, to be honest with you, the way things are going here lately, I mean, we're hearing... I mean, everybody knows rumors are out there. You don't really know what to believe. But, I mean, if, if the rumors are true that Tony Khan is is doing bad business with certain people, Andrade may have well been one of those people that he was doing bad business with. I mean, it, we, we don't really know the factors, but I do I, I do want to believe 100% that Andrade is, is, is kind of doing them dirty, in my opinion. Well, because like I said, at the end of the day, you 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 finish out your contract, and again, Tony Khan could add time to it, but he's not, you know. So, and he's paying it out. Did you have a comment about this, Leroy? Or did you want to wait till the other match? Can I say something real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Did, oh, did you just um, see the media scrum? They really asked um, Tony in the middle of the Julia Hart about Chris Jericho. Yeah, I was just oh, I was like, who's this idiot? At least, at least wait till the guys, you know, everybody is out the picture, but okay. And did Tony say no comment? No, no, he actually responded. He basically reiterated that they have um, 
safety measures and safe uh, and uh, safety policies in terms of like harassment and stuff like that. And there's always like he basically said that they always have open line communication and basically said that the company, you know, tries to have the, the safest policy policies and, and, and stuff like that going around. And if so, they take it to the, you know, the, uh, the committee, the, the safety committee. That's basically what he said. I'm just mad. I'm just mad. They asked him like right in front of Julia's, segment i mean they couldn't just ask him afterwards oh it was planted but again it's one of those things where again they they're they're they might they're trying to get they're trying to get the clicks and trying to probably get you know get the clicks on x tonight but again they're not calling they're not going to probably be invited to another media scrum again so congratulations you just lost access to to asking questions so so in front of julia hart though like yeah yeah, that had to be planned because it's like i mean she's a woman's wrestler herself so it's it's like it's kind of like damn like really so just out of curiosity, Drew, did you happen to catch who it was that asked that question? Um, I'd have to rewind it. It wasn't anybody that you would think. Like it's oh. it's not a uh, it's not the guy from WrestleTix. He's not there. Okay, because I'm guessing Nick Houseman's not there. Um, it wasn't Dave. It, was it wasn't just, like Andrew Zarian or anybody, was it? I don't think it was Andrew Zarian. It was. You want to do that? Some guy off of I don't know if maybe it was a podcast or or, or radio or something I don't know something like that it, it, I think it was a, one of those random guys. No, well, it's right. just going to be an instant block for me for that person. So yeah, it, yeah. I don't. The timing was just what the hell. I mean, you could have asked it when everybody was out the picture <laughs> and it was just Tony Khan. But okay. But not, but again, too, if you love the wrestling business and if you appreciate these these artists and these wrestlers, why would you why would you crash Julius Parade? That's just tacky. Yeah. So again, they're just looking for they're just looking for clicks. A lot of these people tack you out here in these streets. Like you could tell it was a little awkward with Julia being right there. I was just like, wow, okay. So what exactly is Jericho like? Well, what's the deal with that? What's the well, deal behind that? We're, we're not gonna. We're, we're gonna move past. I mean, again, yeah. if, if we have time at the end, yeah. we'll talk. We we already talked about it. Um, if you go look up, if you just type in Chris Jericho online, you can find it. Um, just really quick, guys, what we're doing right now with the show is we're if we're just going match by match. Um, right now we're we're gonna be moving on to Tony Storm and Riho. Um, from there at the end, what well, we can talk about the main event and so forth. And if there's any closing stuff, we'll do that. But just the protocol for tonight is we're just kind of going match by match. And um, and again, if you want to talk about that match, you can. If not, this again we'll move on more to the main event. Um, so KB, what do you have to say? Well, since first of all, how's everybody doing this season? That's number one. Good, man. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate that. Uh, second thing is basically, I know you guys about to get to the women's match. I just want to say that AEW's women's division, I'm really I'm looking forward to what, to what they do in 2024. I think they have a great foundation with women like Julia Hart, with like Tony Storm, Riho. Uh, I see Serena Deeb's coming back. Jamie Hayter's coming back soon. You got uh, Willow Nightingale. You've got Statlander. So I, I, I like what AEW's women's division, what they're going to be doing in the future. And who knows what free agents coming in in 2024. I'll let y'all get back to what y'all were saying. And then I'll talk about the, the match at hand. So, again, let's, Chris, did you have something to say about Miro and Andrade? Or are you ready to talk about Tony and Riho? Um, like I said again, 
That match was one of the matches that I love, and I don't know why, but let's go to the Tony Storms movies. Uh, uh, Rio, I mean, let's say Rio versus Tony Storms. Which right. that was a fun match. So for me, again, so the next match we had is we had Tony Storm defeating Riho for the AEW Women's title. Um, again, for me, my biggest thing is I'm just looking forward to 2024. I just want to see these women having better storylines. I'm, I'm over the, you know, girl comes back, beats some beats somebody on Rampage and gets a world title shot. Um, you know, I want to see, I want to see, I, and again, I think, I think the, um, the Tony feud with, and again, with her, with her little protege, they do redo the Mickey James and Trish Stratus thing with Mariah May. I think that'll be a good storyline. Um, for me though, I'm just kind of looking at, you know, I want to see better. I want to see better booking for the women's division. Like I want to see better feuds, you know, like, like even on Ring of Honor, you have, you know, they're, I think they're doing a good job with that, you know, so hopefully that just goes to the main card. And that's for me. I'm just looking forward to, um, to Tony Storm and Rio. I just want to see better storylines. So my question for you guys is if you have any thoughts on the match and then also who, who do you guys think should be the next competitor for, for Tony Storm? Go ahead, KB. I would like to see going into revolution a returning Serena Deeb. I know it's kind of counterproductive, but think about it. I think the the the, tone, the, the clash of styles of Tony Storm and Serena Deeb, those two women could put on a probably a damn good match for the women's championship. I truly believe that. Plus, it would give Tony a little bit more time to bring in another another big name for agent. I'm not talking about Mercedes. I'm talking about probably a certain virtuosa whose contract with him with Impact Wrestling is running out for. It's gonna be running out very soon. That's that's just me myself personally. It's just my on. But to to counteract, would you like to see Mercedes in AEW? I think Mercedes, and I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm been a Mercedes fan. I'm not trying to be a fanboy of Mercedes, but I really do think that she could be that lightning rod that the women's division in AEW needs. You know what I mean? To help bring that women's division to another level. I think if you, if you bring Mercedes in, that's going to attract a lot more big-name women's free agents to come on into AEW. Because everybody wants to wrestle the best. And let's be honest for ourselves. Mercedes right now is probably one of, one of the top five, maybe top ten best women's wrestlers on the planet. You bring her, you add her to the AEW women's division. I truly believe in my heart of hearts that's going to attract a lot more big name women's free agents to come on in. And who knows where we could be this time next year. The AEW women's division could be look, could look completely different. And selfishly, I do want to see Jamie Hayter versus Mercedes Monet in the AEW ring. Go ahead, Drew. Okay, so I have one concern about that. Um, and I kind of want to hear what the room has to say. So, yes, bringing in Sasha, uh, I mean, Mercedes Monet, big deal, big signing. She'll get her money. The only concern I have is because this is this is exactly what's going on with WWE right now. Might happen to AEW later on. But if... Okay, so if if Mercedes signs with AEW, it's going to mean that um, AEW basically cashed out on Mercedes, which means she's probably going to have one of those 
big contracts that exceed either a female or a male talent, either way. So if, you know, if this happens, do you think it's going to set a precedent to when some other people's contracts run up? Let's say like a Britt Baker, right? I don't think Britt Baker's going to want less than what Mercedes is making. Mind you, I don't know. I mean, they might heat Britt Baker up again. I don't, you know, I don't, Britt Baker's not doing much of anything right now. But when it's said and done, when her contract expires, I mean, who knows? She might want more than what Mercedes is making. If Mercedes is making five mil, she might want six. She might want 5.5. You know, if someone like Jamie Hayter's contract is up, you know, how much would she want if, you know, if maybe someone like Sheeta as well, you know, you also gotta you gotta consider that because it might set a precedent and it might price you out of keeping your core nucleus of talent from going to other companies or exploring other options. This is basically what happened with WWE right now. You know, they spent a shit ton of money on Charlotte. And it's reported, you know, her deal was, you know, one of the biggest ever. And then they just signed uh, Bailey. And I'm pretty sure they're going to take care of Becky because I don't think they want Becky going to AEW. And especially if Seth is, Seth is around. So they kind of price themselves out of, of Mercedes in that, in that sense. So, yeah, I just want to hear your thoughts. So I'll answer really quick and then I'll go around to the room. Um, so for me, if I was them, and again, because if she's if she is who she thinks she is, what I would do if I'm Tony Khan is okay. I I think I heard that she, again. These are just rumors. I heard that I I thought I read that she wanted three million dollars a year to go back to the WWE. If I'm Tony Khan, I offer her two million dollars, but then I tell her that she can still do her own, she can still do her own merchandising. She can still do she can still go work for for New Japan if she wants to. She can go work for other places. So basically, if, you know. If she is who she thinks she is, you know, and she is the draw that she is, then she should be able to easily go make up that extra million dollars by working for the promotions through her own merchandising, through her own stuff, through through her movies, acting and movies. So if I would just give her a longer leash and, and let her, you know, and let her go help the wrestling business. And I think that's one thing that AEW has uniquely that they have that that AEW, that WWE doesn't have is they have a good working relationship with all these other places like New Japan, AAA. Um, so again, I, that was, I would bring her on, but let her continue to work for New Japan. It's a win-win for everybody else, and then that way they can pay some of the money that she that you don't want to pay her because again, you're trying to keep the money low. But with that said, she she is a game changer, and for me, I do everything I could to bring her in. Uh, go ahead, Christopher Swamp Thing, and then we'll go to uh, Casey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mercedes Monet, man, I think she could go back to New Japan, like you were saying, Carlos. You know, saying all that good stuff. But at the same time, I think she'll go back to WWE. I don't know. We'll see. Go ahead, Swamp Thing. I know that Athena is a Ring of Honor champion, and she's been a Ring of Honor champion for a while. But I would like to see her back on AEW television, and I would like to see her fight Tony Stark. And I agree. Tony Storm. Tony Storm, I'm sorry. Oh, an Iron Man person? 
and I, and I agree with you too on that one. Um, I think I and again to me the fact that the fact that don't the fact that she didn't mute your mic in the space. Oh, sorry, oh, sorry. <laughs> the fact the fact that uh the fact that Tony Storm didn't get I mean the fact that Athena didn't get called up I think was a really bad thing. Um, and again it just kind of shows to where the women are booked. But I agree with you, Swamp Thing. I I definitely think that I would I would I would bring up Athena yesterday and have her feuding with her as well. I like that as well. Go ahead, Casey. I can't believe I can't oh. believe I said Tony starts. I'm watching Iron Man with the kids. My bad. <laughs> in, in your Tony Stark, in your Tony Stark pajamas. It's okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Casey. Well, I'm gonna get. I'm just gonna make this really quick. I think with Mercedes, if I'm if I'm Tony Khan, I know that Mercedes wanted to make the kind of money Charlotte did. Well, I think Charlotte's got like three million going in WWE. This is the offer I'll make Mercedes: two point two million for her. For, 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 for three years, with that third year being being a third year option, still give her the, still give her the freedom to go to stardom if she wants to, to go challenge for the New Japan from the New Japan Strong Women's Championship. Go get your IWGP Women's Championship back. Like somebody said, give her a long a longer leash, more freedom. Let her make her money. Make make let her make that other million that she that that she would have made. Let her make that you know, just all merchandise because you know she's gonna make it. And exactly. I really do believe that Mercedes is she is she a game changer if she comes to AEW? I believe so. I believe she could be that big name women's free agent that we've been waiting that we've been waiting to see in AEW. Because let's be because I said this before, AEW has every major male free agent. Ever. You think of you think of the top ten wrestlers in the world. AEW probably has at least six of them. At the very least, they have six of them. The women, you can't really say that. But I, but that's all I want to say about Mercedes. I hope she comes in, and I, I hope I hope in 2024 we either Mercedes or we get Deanna Perazzo in AEW. And again, if you if you have her if you have her go in there and she and she does and she makes all this other money, she's good doing good merch, and then that then that that. It, it proves it shows that he was right to give her all that money in the first place, and then you want to have these women trying to demand. I just want to just say this: Mercedes coming into AEW brings in that casual wrestling fan, not just the hardcore wrestling fan, but it brings in that casual wrestling fan that AEW desperately needs. They need that casual fan. Amen. Go ahead, Swamp Thing. I, I think Jade, when Jade left WW for WWE. I think that left a void in the women's division. So I don't really I don't really want to see them get desperate and try to go after and I agree with you hundred percent with about Mercedes, but I don't want AEW to like go into desperation mode thinking that no. oh well, we lost Jade, but you gotta realize AEW's women's talent is like really, really good. Oh, no, I'm not saying overpay for Mercedes at all. I'm not saying that whatsoever. I'm not saying overpay for Mercedes. Uh, just to counter, but I think what, go ahead. Just to like, but I think the thing that you're about Mercedes, though, and here's the big thing is that if, if Tony Khan has her, then he's going to be more encouraged to book the women at a better spot. You're going to get those two matches on, on a dynamite. You're going to get the women headlining a pay per view. You're going to get those multiple matches on collision. So she brings. She, she's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna make Tony Khan care more about the women's division by having her there. So I think that's where it is. Or she's a game changer, and I think she's worth it. Go ahead, Drew. 